Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're, 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 um, class. Now, back to Stiney and Guru <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. Baby's mama's mama. Evan and for Stiney with Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're talking about can't we all just get along? Nice. Oh, come on, Guru. Why can't we do it? I don't know. Some people are infected with what we call haterade. <laughs> haterade! It was funny. I was just in the hall <laughs> talking to uh, one of our... Amazing engineers here at Odyssey. He's Dominican. I thought he was Puerto Rican. <laughs> you told me he was. That's our guy. Yes, yeah. Justin's Dominican. But I was just asking him because he's from New York, right? Yeah. Like he grew up in in the Bronx. You, you put it right to him. So I was like, "Yo, man, okay." When the Giants were in the Super Bowl, because he's a Jets fan, right. when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, did you root against him? And he said, "Well, you know, I'm not a, like I don't like the Giants because of the Giants fans, but when they're playing the Patriots." It is New York City against Boston. And I got out my chair like that's a real one. And Boston trumps all. If you're playing a team from Boston and you're from New York, you root against them no matter what. No matter if you don't like the team that's representing your city. No matter if you don't like the fans that are from your city. Boston trumps all. And that's all I'm saying about the Chiefs right now. If you're a Raider fan, if you're someone else, you know, a non-Niner fan... Can't we just unite against a common enemy yeah. in this situation? And I was giving Jay love. I'm coming out the chair like, you're a real. And then he goes, well, I hate their fans. And yeah. I sat back down like, well, there you go. That's our only problem. But you are right, Evan. Just, again, I'm just making the connection, you know, the correlation with my life and my dear friends and family, Evan, uh, Denise Lofton, the Cynthia White, all the, the – I got both diehard Raiders, Melvin House, Reg Basie, and and the Niner fans. I want them all to be happy. But guess what? They're both not playing. But I would just hope what you said. Can't we all just get along? And even if it were the Raiders in the game, I'd be say I'd be preaching this to the Niner fans. Like, don't you want to see a team that played a majority of their uh, their their life here in the Bay? Don't you want to see them get it? Yeah, you would think so. Or maybe not. 888-957-9570. If you're on either side of the conversation, we want to hear from you right now. We'll also hear, of course, as we've been teasing, the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, Jed York, who spoke yesterday for the first time in a long time. He had some extremely interesting comments about really the formation of this team that we're seeing right now as it relates to the man, the brain trust, so to speak, and Kyle Shanahan. So again, 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Inverstein with Guru. Let's get out to Oakland. Bring on Z. Z, my man, get us rolling. How are you? Hey, how you doing today? Hey, hey. Awesome, man. So I I live in Oakland now. You know, I grew up on the other side of the bridge, going to Candlestick with my dad, Niners, Giants fan. I never really saw the Raiders or the A's as true rivals. You know, I wasn't around in 89. So other than that, we've never played a meaningful game against those teams. Hmm. Uh, I remember asking my dad, when the Dodgers played the A's in the 88 World Series, who did you root for? And he, hands down, said, I rooted for the eighth. I would never root for our rival, the Los Angeles Dodgers, to win a World Series. And so I look at that. This is very similar. The Kansas City Chiefs have a chance in your crib to pass the Raiders in Super Bowls as your division rival, and you got to face them twice a year, and Mahomes is going nowhere, and you're mad because 
10 years ago, some Niner fans at work were a little mean to you. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me how you wouldn't root for the Bay Area to thrive, mm. especially given everything we've been through nationally, people dumping on the area, saying it's the worst place in the region, wow. and how much a parade would do for our local economy, for the people who are going to be able to go there and sell T-shirts, all the restaurants, coffee shops, foot traffic through the city, revenue through BART, and you want Kansas City to get all that and then have Mahomes come into your crib and hold his fourth trophy to pass the Raiders? Like, come on. This is what I want you to do. Quit your job and run for mayor. You got my <laughs> vote. You got my vote. Man, Ebony laid it out, man. The civic pride. That's a great call, Z. Wow, Thank man. Thank you, Z. I hope and the hate well. that our region has gotten. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That hit me. And it's not just San Francisco. People have been talking about how Oakland isn't the same and how the streets around the Bay Area are not doing that well. In and out leaving. It's not just, exactly, all the car break-ins, all the jackings, all the things that people associate right now with the Bay Area are probably not the best around the country. And we have a chance to shine a light, with the help of the San Francisco 49ers, of course, on all the good things that do happen in this area. All around. I'm not just talking about here in the city. I'm talking about all around the Bay Area because... Because, again, the 49ers do play in the South wow. Bay. It's like we got fans all over the Bay and a chance with a parade, whether it's a celebration. Even if you're not participating, I do think some people might overlook what Z is speaking yeah. about, that civic pride and economic uprising, no doubt. which could hopefully help. <laughs> that hit me, Evan. I'm going to vote for him if he runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Z, call in. Let, Z. Us, let us know when you're on the ballot. Yeah. Uh, let's keep this thing rolling. Eric's out in Oakland. Eric, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, hey, fantastic. Yeah, um, now, uh, I was born also like uh, like Z. I was I wasn't born. I was raised in the mission on the other side, so I've always been an, a Niner fan. But because of the you know the cost and everything, now I live in Oakland. So everybody, my neighbors, they're all Raider fans, and I don't hate them. If the Raiders will go to the Super Bowl, I totally cheer for them. I totally go go out all out Raider. I would probably even buy a shirt, but. I don't know. They don't like the Niners, but I don't care. I like the Raiders. Even if the Niners disappear, I'll probably be a Raider fan. So well, that's it. Yeah, congratulations. You are not a hater. <laughs> no, seriously, Evan, it's just amazing, man. But I will tell you what, uh, I don't know about what generation you are. I hate that I'm a 70s well, baby. I'm a millennial. All right, but... Uh, our world now is geared more towards with social media to be a hater. That you know, the old school. You could kind of, you know, what I didn't get it done. Evan won. Tip the cap to you, Evan. Here's a drink. But now it's just, just our society is more. It's just easier to be a hater. That's all. It is. And look, uh, neither of us are holier than thou because we, at least I can speak for myself. I've been through points where I didn't want someone to have something just because I didn't get it. Like I know how that feels. But again. This is an opportunity to put that all aside, to grow a little bit. Can we all mature just Look a little bit? Look at Evan, yeah. Not, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if we can do it, if we can all, do it it's together. It's a big ask, though. If the yeah. Raiders were in the Super Bowl, like, again, I don't root for either team here in the Bay Area, but if the Raiders were in the Super Bowl, I got tons of friends that are Raiders fans. I would hope that they, again, when I was a kid, when they were playing the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my buddies were, were young and didn't still know what being a fan was. They were all on board with the silver and black. I was hoping that they were going to win. Conversely, now, when the Niners have got to the Super Super Bowl in, you know, what was it, 2012, 2019, yeah. and now here in 2024. I'm hoping that they win because I know people and I want to see them be happy. That's real talk, man. And, 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 I can appreciate that. And man. if you're not happy with your own fandom, well, then maybe you need to kind of self-evaluate how you feel about your own team. Yeah, no doubt. Because uh, I'll tell you what, there will be a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, uh, it exactly. won't be your team, but somebody's going to hoist up that trophy. And all, all I'm just speaking to is is the lesser of two evils at this point. I was on Twitter last night, <laughs> the and they were going evils. at it. I was like, good gosh, man, take a play off. But I feel it. Fan is short for fanatic, but this is just different to me, and that's why I don't think it's a uh, – it's obviously something to do with your personality, but that's why I just think, you know, I keep bringing up the A's and Giants, but you just the civic pride, as Z talked about, like, you know, there would be a parade here, man. Come out, you know? Well, and, and that was a really good point from Z, too, the idea of in 88, right, when the Dodgers are playing the A's, 
I'm sure there were a lot of Giants fans that rooted for the A's. And maybe it's not because they're from the Bay Area, mm. but because they're not the Dodgers. Yeah. Because that's the rival. Because that's the enemy. To me right now, if you're a Raider fan, the enemy is the Kansas nah, City that's Chiefs. That's a good point, man. They're the team that prevents you or has prevented you from winning a division. And may continue to do so. Exactly. They're stuck in your way. For a team that's in that Knock division. Knock off! Exactly. Can Patrick Mahomes not win it once? Can he not get to the AF Championship game and beyond once in his career? Because he's been there every single season, at least in the Final Four, that he's been the starter. Give someone else a chance. Someone else has got to win a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah. Why not the Niners? No doubt. And mystery relevant. Like, I, I would Evan, if he wins this, man, I'm just telling you. People are not going, haters are not going to be happy. And I'm just talking about not just here. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't have as many or any at all, but I'm just talking about nationally. And maybe I need to clear or uh, just reset my DVR because I do, I get entertained by all the stuff on all the talking heads, men mm-hmm. and women. But Brock is just, they don't know how to decipher. Credit is just like it's just they just can't like you said he could win MVPE and yep. there's gonna be something on some P brain's ballot of I need this box to be checked. I just I can't I believe that this guy's doing what he's doing wow. still. It's wow. like well I can because he, he's doing it like he's literally doing it before our very eyes. And who knows if he's gonna be yeah. the Montana that some people put him into conversations with? Who knows if he's gonna be the same quarterback he is next year that he was this year? But all I know right now is this guy has been an absolute joy to watch as a media member. You and I, it's been a joy to cover and talk about them each and every week because they've been in a position to do some things that are historic. And that's why I appreciate your friendship. Too, and I mean this, Evan. We we know how to sit back, reflect, give credit where credit is due, share some concerns or thoughts. But uh, my line of reacting new information, now I'm saying it's mine. That's my line. No, it is. It's real. Yeah. And I believe that is a non-haters line. You know, we can have a disagreement. You could enlighten me, and I'll be like, you know what, Evan, I didn't see it that way. But I do think of Kaepernick. Uh, not being negative here, I do think of Jimmy Garoppolo and. Nobody can tell me any different. I thought uh, Kaepernick was the next Michael Vick, and there was Kaepernick mania, and that went away fast for all different reasons. Mm -hmm. And my point is Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he was going to be the guy here. That went away fast. His own fan base stabbed him in the back. So, you know, I'm just – I would tell Brock Purdy, cash in, because tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, he's not doing anything different to where, you know, he's taking anything for granted. But, Evan, we see in sports all the time where something looks like it's going to be here a long time. And then you look around, it's like, oh, man, as you said, uh, I believe on Tuesday, that era is over. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Brock does this. I mean, man, he's up there with Montana and Steve Young. And look, we're not asking for picks. We'll get to that next week. We'll break down yeah, the we'll X's and O's fun. of the yeah. game. We're going to have some fun when Steiny's back off of hip surgery. That's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to that. But for today, we're not asking for picks. We're asking for support. Yeah. And if you can't support. give it, we want to know why. If you want to give it, we want to know why. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan in for Steiny with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Let's go to Ozark and bring on Rob. Wants to talk about rivalry. Rob, my man, how are you? I'm good, guys. How you doing? Bang, bang, Niner game. Yes, there you go. Oh, man. I'm out here at the Mary Territory, freaking living out here in Canada, or out here in Springfield, Missouri. God, all I see is this Chief Red. And, you know, everybody's telling me after this game, oh, you going to come to the parade with us? I'm like, what do you guys mean? To the funeral? Oh, man. I can't believe all these greater fans and these Chief fans. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yeah, no. Appreciate the call, man. We know who he's rooting for. Yeah, He's in the belly of the beast. I wonder. Yeah. No Bay connection there as far as, you know, see the other team win. He ain't rooting for Kansas City, hella high water. No, he is not. All right, Raymond's out in Richmond. uh, Yeah, let's let's get out to the rich. Raymond, what's going on? How are you? What's up, guys? Doing well, man. How are you? I just want to. I just want to say, as a Niner fan, there was nothing sweeter than Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball at the one-yard line. Wow. So for Raiders fans to root for KC, how can you live with yourself? That's complete fraudulent. I get that, and, but isn't um, this different because of the Bay, though? That That's the picture we're trying to paint because of that Bay pride. That's true. No, I don't think it's different, man, because, you know, 
They're, they're always throwing salt on us, and it just makes okay. us more seasoned, baby. All right, I got you, Evan. I just prison. We were in prison, an episode of Oz. He was <laughs> like, you know what? You ain't in the nation, bro. We, I, I, you can't talk me into it. So I get it. I do get it, but, but wow, you know man. from that show watching Oz and other guild <laughs> related. But yeah. but sometimes you got to form an allegiance, you got to form an alliance to get what you want. Yeah, no doubt. Sometimes about you got to be friends to with survive, the enemy. Again, right. the friend or was it the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Wow. And right now, man. the enemy is the Kansas City Chiefs in my mind. I don't know about you. Good if stuff. I'm wrong, please tell me. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Ivan's in Castro Valley. Ivan, what's happening? Hi, thanks for having me. I enjoy listening whenever I go to work here at uh, College of Marin or at the state. So thank you all for entertaining us. So I'm a Raiders fan. I've been a diehard Raiders fan uh, for my whole life. And also being an Ace fan, so having to sit through the Giants with their dynasty as well as their 49ers Super Bowl trips. Being on the other side of that, it's been tough, you know, but I do feel like in this sort of situation and as well as when it was Chiefs versus uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. It's like, I don't have to root for either of them. I could root for none of the above. I could root for the halftime show. But I do feel like lesser two evils. 49ers haven't won one in a while. The Chiefs are in our division. I'll be happier with the Chiefs' loss. I'll leave it at that. So, uh, you know, Hmm. there is some solidarity in that respect. Wow. Speaking of which, Evan, I just thought another caveat to this whole, it's been a while for both teams. You know, well, being the yeah. like, so it ain't like where you're at. We can't. I'm so tired of watching this, and I get that. <laughs> Let's be honest. 1994 for the Niners and the Raiders has been forever. Well, again, and and maybe it's you know people that are around my age and younger or older. I think a lot of the disdain that you feel between both sides. It feels like it's from some of the older cats. I wonder how some of the younger cats are feeling about this, too. If you grew up and you don't really know a championship between either side, Mm. maybe you don't want the other team to get it because you haven't seen it, but maybe you want your team or your friends to celebrate their team. I'm curious. Like I really don't know. I mean, to me, if the Raiders were in it and the Niners are currently in it, I got friends on both sides of the bridge. All I know is that the joy that I feel from the other people getting vicariously to kind of live through it, them, man. it's worth it for me. And, again, that doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else, but it's just how I feel. So I want to know how other people feel about what we're talking about today, which is an idea of trying to unite just for a week, just for a week, these 49ers and Raiders fans <laughs> at 888-957-9570. Andre's in Oakland. Andre, my man, how are you? I'm all right. What do you got? Uh, so I just wanted to comment on the Raiders uh, about how they left, came back and left. You know, that's like a marriage or something like that. Like you leave me, then you come back, then you leave me, then you want me to be the same. They they left, they they, they discarded their Bay Pass when they did that, I feel like, right? And then the Warriors were always a San Francisco team. I guess people in Oakland were mad when they went to San Francisco, but they always were a San Francisco team. That's why I never went to a game. Hmm. So <laughs> He said never. You know. Yeah. Never, never. And when the, when the Raiders when the Raiders left that second that that time, I, I just threw my jacket away. I had a little old school jacket, you know, puff coat with the Raiders on the back and the front. Man, so I, I mean, just root for the other team sometimes wow. to make people mad. Yeah, man. <laughs> Evan, he, he feels yeah, he's, yeah, boy. I feel it, man. He said threw it away. Well, and soon some people chime in on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union on the subject. You know, maybe it's you don't want the support from the Raiders fans. Maybe you embrace it. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not feeling the love that I want to feel. Yeah, I got you. And look, it doesn't mean the Niners are going to go win the Super Bowl, but if they do, I would hope that we as a Bay Area can unite and feel some sort of joy for those that are. You know, reveling in success. Yeah. Like, they haven't felt that for 30 years. But, Evan, I'm going to be honest. The more I'm thinking about this conversation, and, and I'm t- I've been nothing but truthful, and I know you have, we're a rare breed. No, I'm thinking about it more now with that call and the venom that was in his voice, <laughs> and you mentioned disdain. I'm just like, you know what? They don't want to see another one under the tally for the Niners. And I just find it just so symbolic that the fact that the Niners and Chiefs if we can make the argument, Raider rivals, yeah. that they're going to win on the Raiders' home turf. 
So I could understand. That's true. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. You kidding me? This game could be in New. It could be anywhere. It's in Las Vegas, and Brock Purdy and company, Hoy Kyle, celebrating. So I ain't switching, but I could kind of. I kind of uh, understand it. But I, I don't know about you. I feel like I know people on both sides of the bridge that don't really consider that the home of the Raiders. Like, I know that they left for L.A. before. It ain't the Coliseum. It ain't the right. Coliseum. And they're about to tear that thing down in a year. Like, I, oh, I just boy. know there's a lot of people that consider there being one home. Many, in, in the same way, Goo, that I think a lot of 49ers fans still don't necessarily consider Levi's their home. It's still Candlestick. Yeah. Like, that's still the original location. We got Niner fans like John Curley never been to Levi. They, he won't go. Yeah, he refuses to break out the passport and, and get down that's a, that's <laughs> outside a real of the city. One. Exactly. Yeah. He said he will never go to Levi's Stadium because it's not Candlestick. And he meant it. Oh, I believe him. Yeah, he'll be at the parade, though, I'm sure. Oh, he will. Yeah. And I hope a lot of people on both sides can come out and celebrate. Whether it's you're celebrating the team, whether it's you're celebrating with your fa- your friends, we're not putting the cart before the horse and saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. But if they do... It's an opportunity to get out, support great businesses, yeah, support your friends go. and family. Civic pride. Exactly. Have a little sig- civic pride Z. for the area. Shout out our guy Z in Oakland. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to one more call before the break here. Again, a reminder that in half an hour, we're going to talk to Danon Hughes. He does pre and post yeah. on our sister station in Kansas City for the Chiefs. Former wide receiver. Get a player's perspective on the big game, along with maybe a little bit of the rivalry that he's feeling between the Chiefs and the 49ers, as this is the second time in four years that they have met in the Super Bowl. By the way, the four year anniversary of Super Bowl 54 between the Chiefs and the 49ers. 888-957-9570 is the number. Mario's in Jacksonville. Let's talk about rivalries. Mario, what's up? Oh, for sure. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Heard you guys are doing good today. Hey, listen, you know, I was listening to the fans that's been talking and stuff like that, and what I'm hearing is I'm hearing three different generations of fans hollering about how they feel about this game. First and foremost, I'm like that old guy that says, hey, listen, I wish both of them could lose because I'm a 52-year-old Oakland Raider fan, mm. and I've been under the shadow of the 49ers for like 40 or 50 years. They got like six or seven uh, championships, and the Raiders got one, and the same time the 49ers have done what they've been able to do and stuff like that, you know. Um, so if it was up to me, I would want them both to lose and stuff. But the fact that that, that shadow, that 49ers shadow has been over Oakland and the Oakland Raiders, this is why you're going to have a hard time to get that unity going on because because of that shadow. You know, we've been looking at the 49ers. We've been trying to. Our ownerships is not that great. You know, so they're making a lot of bad decisions, and we're watching this success going on the other side over there. So, and that's where I'm at right there, that the older fans, if you've been a fan for, since the 70s and the 80s, you watch the you watch all of what happened, you include the team leaders, so you watch all of what happened, and the 49ers have considerably been successful, so it's really hard. I personally am more inclined to, if I had to do anything about this game, is be a fan of the players. I want to see Brock Purdy win because I want to watch that movie because I think it's going to be an awesome movie. Wow. But um, Patrick Mahomes, because he's in our league, you know, I don't want him to win. I don't want the Chiefs to win, but I don't want the 49ers to win either. But once again, Patrick Mahomes, a dynamic, awesome player who he is and stuff like that, you know. But I think the older fans are going to have a harder time to support the parade and the 49ers because we've had to be suppressed for so many years uh, under the shadow of the 49ers. Thank you guys for taking my call. Have a great day. Oh, good call, man. Good call, Mario. Good Thanks calls. for chiming in, man. Yeah, he said three. Always boils down to age, I guess. It can. Yeah. Look, I and I, I mean this. Like I, I grew up with fans on both sides of the bridge. Like I, I've never considered myself that big of a hater to the point where I would say, again, even if you don't want the team to win, the team on the other side of the field, in my opinion, the Chiefs, is a common enemy for both sides in the bridge. But if you can't do it. We want to hear from you. If you can, if you feel like you can cross over, if you want to support, this is a safe place to talk about it. 888-957-9570. We do have to get to a break, though, here on a Football Friday, brought to you by Flag and Anthem. What's coming up next on the game, your calls, and also, of course, at 12 o'clock, Dana and Hughes, Kansas City Chiefs pre- and post-radio, four-time Super Bowl champ at 1 o'clock for the San Francisco 49ers, Jesse Sapolu. That's what's coming up on the game, brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. And also, a reminder, if you want to be featured on a red and gold hotline. Give it a ring now and leave a message and let us know how excited you are about the 49ers being in the big game. 628-400-9880. That's 628 
9880. Brought to you by Some Station Wine, the wine company. Experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at SOMMSation.com. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. He'll be back on Monday with Daryl DeGuber Johnson, as always. Your calls ahead on 95.7 The Game. We're back after this. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Evan getting in with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Taking you up until 2. A couple of great guests coming your way. Dan and Hughes, Kansas City pre and post is going to be on at noon. And then we got four-time Super Bowl champ Jesse Sapolu at four 1 time. o'clock. Yeah, he's got four of them. Think things. he wears all his at once on Super Bowl Sunday? You think he can fit them on his hand? I mean, those are some big rocks, dude. Yeah, no doubt. So, They've gotten bigger. I wouldn't tell him that. You know, you see these Super Bowl ring now, Evan. Good I wonder God. what the average cost of a Super Bowl ring is. It's in the millies now. Like they were talking about how what Christian McCaffrey and his his bride and the rest of the McCaffrey family can't afford a suite at the Super Bowl at Allegiant Stadium because like they're going between one and a half and two two and a half million dollars <sighs> the average price for a suite at Allegiant Stadium. Good God. And they're going to get that chicken from somebody. I also do believe they can afford it. Oh, yeah. I, no, that, that, I just don't think they want to spend the, the money. That's the problem I had digesting. Like, no, <laughs> I just don't that. think they want to spend the money. Yeah. yeah, I think they could absolutely afford it. But we were talking about the San Francisco 49ers and, of course, their big game coming up next week at the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the four-year anniversary, Goo, of Super Bowl 54. Unfortunately, the Niners did lose in that game. And I want to start, before we get into that Jed York sound, just off the top of your head, like, what what do you think has changed? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The most between... Four years ago and now in respect to the Niners. The quarterback, that, that would be number one. And the owner that you, Willard, and Dibs and I talked about yesterday, taking a step back, not making it about him, and letting the guys that he hired, one, trust him, and let them do their thing. And that's the biggest difference, I think, Evan. This And the, how could I forget, uh, you just mentioned the McCaffrey family, uh, the addition of Christian McCaffrey, making this offense ex- explosive. I agree. I think the biggest difference is the offense. Okay. And that's why I would feel more confident in this Super Bowl than the last one. Because if there's anything that I feel like I've learned from Mahomes and the Chiefs in the last you know, four years, or really since they started making their deep postseason runs, it's that, yes, you do need a good defense. Yes. But unless you have a historic all-time defense, you are going to need firepower. You're going to need at some point in the game 
a quarterback or a particular playmaker to go out there and help you put together a sustainable drive, mm. a deep drive to chew up yards, especially against a Chiefs defense that I think is better than either the Lions or the Packers that they've faced so far. So we're going to see if this Niners yeah. offense that, again, was, I think, number one in terms of point or yard differential this season in the NFL, can they be the driving force? Whereas in 2019, I think we all identified the defense as the driving no force. No doubt. And the word that I've kind of hated labeled on Brock Purdy, Evan, uh, to be honest, and Jimmy did, okay in that game. There, there was a quarter and a half to where you thought Jimmy might be Super Bowl MVP. My point being is nobody will lie to us and say, you know what, Jimmy wasn't more than a game manager. But like that applied to Jimmy. And I, if Jimmy, if you're listening, I respect what you've done. But I don't look at Brock Purdy and the quarterback position limited like I did under Garoppolo. So with that said, it's kind of funny, Evan, that you talk about, and it is part of the matchup, the Niners offense maybe being their best defense after the last two uh, games, looking at the Niner defense to where anybody that knows what they're looking at will say, you know what, that's not the Niner D we're accustomed to. So I say all that to say is I'm more curious to see what this Niner defense can do to Patrick, you know, how that's mm-hmm. going to play out. And they both are equal. But, Evan, I'm more confident that the Niners can be the Niners offensively than I am all of a sudden now after eight quarters of watching Packers in Detroit kind of do what they, they kind of wanted at times. What can the the goat or <laughs> the baby goat do <laughs> to this defense? You know, can the defense get their stuff intact? Can they play up to their talent level? Can they play up to the amount of money that they're making on that side of the ball? That's what we're going to find out. I wonder what the people think about the biggest difference between 19 and now 23, or I guess 20 and 2024. Okay. What's the biggest difference between these two Super Bowl teams? It's the 40-year anniversary of of Super Bowl 54, which the Chiefs defeated the Niners 31-21. What's the biggest difference between now and then? Because there's a lot of players on both teams that were on those respective teams. One, of course, was winners. One, of course, was losers. But 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to get in on that. To me, Goo, it's interesting because I think the Niners' offense is more dynamic. Yep. The defense... Though it has a lot of same similar pieces, has taken a step back in respective areas. Mainly, I think the D line, like that 2019 D line, was dominant against both the pass as well as the run. But mainly, the run defense is different to me. Also, I think when I look at the Chiefs, though Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback, yeah, and he's the baby goat, like you mentioned, that offense to me is not nearly as dynamic as it was in 2019. Yeah, I think their defense is better. But I think that's why we were talking about yesterday about why the Niners deserve to be favored, why they're two-point favorites and all the rest. I think the biggest difference is if I'm looking at Kansas City, I think their offense, statistically speaking, has taken a step back. This is not the same Patrick Mahomes that he was even a year ago, but he's looked similar, more similar to that player in the postseason. Yeah. So which Mahomes is there going to be? Yeah, not Jerry Rice, but Rice that's catching the Rasheed ball. Rice, yeah, yeah. Rich, thank you. It's opened up something, and I think, Evan, you know, when you talk about a defending champ, it's like, you know what, guys? We're lucky to be here. We had the dropsies all season long. I had the Chiefs in the coffin, and then here they are trying to do their best vampire impersonation of <laughs> they're holding on the balls against one of the, if not the best defense in the NFL and the Ravens. So now, Evan, you are right, but it's about what can you be for 60 minutes and that, for both teams. And I'm just like, man, I can't wait to see how uh, you know it manifests and what, what comes of it. Which is why I get also the, I guess... I don't know if it's a it's a feeling of inevitability surrounding the Chiefs just because they got the same head coach, the same quarterback, the same Hall of Fame tight end. All three of those yeah. guys are probably going to Canton one day. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Niners are trying to force their way into that Canton conversation, right? right? Nick big. Bosa looks like he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. I would say Fred Warner right now is on track to be a Hall of Famer. Not that they are if they retire yeah. today, but, I got but they're on that track. Yeah. If Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl at age 24, he becomes, I think, one of... Three quarterbacks across history You're in the to diamond do that. Lane. Yeah, a lot can happen. You could have a blowout. Tranny could go out, but he's in the diamond lane of greatness. He and so is Kyle Shanahan, right? Mm. And you talked about this too. Kyle Shanahan, I think, for a lot of people, does need a chip 
to affirm what we believe, which is how great of a play caller he is, how forward-thinking of an offensive mind he is. But can we really say that you're in the same breath with you know, the, the, the game changers or the, the transformational coaches, even ones that have been in San Francisco like Bill Walsh? Can we put you in the Coriel, the Walsh, the... You know, I don't, whoever else you want to put in the, the conversation yeah. for great dynamic minds, can we really put you in that conversation if you don't have a Super Bowl? And it, I'm going to say no. And I know Don Coriel yeah. doesn't. But. No doubt. And Andy Reid didn't have one in Philly. And Shani, one of our biggest arguments and fights was, and I took the L. But I took the L later, Evan, because now he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. I'm talking about Andy Reid. I was going to ask you and the listeners, is there any other two coaches that you would take before Andy currently, Andy and, and Kyle Shanahan? My answer, and the reason I'm asking you, Evan, is hell no. There are not two that I would take before, and I know the hoodie's not an option. You could put them in there if you like. Mm-hmm. But it just speaks to the greatness uh, that is the head coaching position going into this battle. And all that Kyle is missing to me is that, you know, it's a big thing, but that win. And this will be his second opportunity. And you can say what you want. Had he won and they held on while he was an OC in, uh, in Atlanta, yeah, he'd be a Super Bowl winning coach, Evan, but he wouldn't be a Super Bowl winning head coach. So this is different. And that's why you talk about the four-year anniversary of the loss in 2019, which I felt like they outplayed Kansas City, neither here nor there. You kind of just, for Kyle, you want him to go get it, man. That's funny to me too, though, because, and I don't know if it, if it references a moving of goalposts, but let's say Kyle did win the Super Bowl with Atlanta, right? Would people still be saying, well, you don't have a Super Bowl? I, I believe so. You and think so? Just no because he was a head coach, a head, he doesn't no have it yet. about it, right. Because it's weird. We hold the downfall, we hold the collapse yeah. against him as the OC. This is what we do. Even though it was your boys now watching yeah. Dan Quinn, who's the head coach. Yeah. His name never gets brought Quinn, up in this yeah. because it was the offense's fault, so it's Kyle's fault. But now it sounds like, okay, well, if he did win a Super Bowl... We wouldn't be giving him the credit for it because he didn't do it as a head coach. Like, so Dan Quinn gets all the glory but none of the blame. Kyle Shanahan gets all the blame but none of the glory. And that's how it happens, Evan, when you're trying to get something to fit your narrative. Oh, there's a trend. Kyle can't <laughs> come back. He w- And it was facts. 28-3. to They shouldn't have been passing neither oh here nor there. But that falls at the doorstep of the, of the head coach. He, regardless of who was the coach, if that was Bill Walsh, it, you know, he would have had to take that uh, that. That blowback. That's what, you're the captain, James T. Kirk. If the if the if the uh, enterprise crashes, that's on you, not Spock, not Doctor McCoy. Well, it also sounds like from what Jed York was saying yesterday that Brock Purdy is on Kyle Shanahan, and also yeah, Peter man. King spoke to this yesterday on Wilder and Dibs, so we can kind of compare I and contrast sound mm-hmm. the amount of ruffled feathers that surrounded, surprisingly, the last pick of the draft, but here's what Jed York had to say about Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy in regards to how just forward-thinking he was when he saw this guy first play. You know, I mean, we haven't really talked much about Brock, but that's a good example of Kyle's directness. You know, last year in preseason, I think week one of training camp, which you have a, a quarterback that we're paying, I think, $20 million to. You have a guy that you drafted with investing three first-round picks into, and he grabs me after practice and says, like, hey, hey, man, we, we, we got to talk. And that's generally not a good thing when your coach tells you you got to talk. Like, all right, what's up? And he's like, ah, I think our third-string quarterback's our best quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, he's like, obviously, like, we've invested in Trey. Like, Trey's doing a good job. Like, we're going to do everything that we can. We're not going to change that. And we're not going to change the depth chart. But, like, I think Brock will end up being our quarterback at some point. And, like, he didn't force it. Right? You had two injuries, and that's how Brock ended up playing. But he's he's always honest, even if it's not, like, one thing that owners don't love to hear when they've invested money and or draft picks or both into people that the last pick in the draft is the guy that we think is the best. <laughs> that's that's generally not great news, but he's honest and he let it play out the right way. Wow, Evan, you know, hearing that a second time, it's and just just me. I thought it was like. That was weird. He didn't have to say that. But that was his truth. And he was actually giving kudos to Kyle Shanahan for being that up front with his boss. Mm-hmm. You know, because what was your first initial thought that you shared with me? Like, okay, why was it the best quarterback on the field? And I'm going to go CNN. 
I think it was politics. You're right. You're paying one quarterback $20 million, and you invested three first-round draft picks in Trey Lance, so follow the money, Evan. And it's kind of funny. That would have never came out had Brock Purdy and the injuries never had happened. You know, I'm wondering right now, are we seeing Brock Purdy on the field? I wonder. That is interesting. Like, that would have been something they would have taken to their grave. Like Because the owner's also saying, well, we let it play out the right way, which is two guys getting hurt. Like, that's how Brock got on the field. No doubt about it. So, if two guys hadn't gotten hurt, you wonder, would we have seen him at the beginning of the season? I think there would have been a quarterback competition. Like, Darnold probably wouldn't have been in it. Probably would have been Trey. And then, you know, Brock Purdy, and they would have duped it out for it. But And I guess there was technically allegedly a competition you know, throughout the summer, but it was Brock's job. Like John Lynch said he was the guy. Kyle Shanahan said he was the guy. And I just wonder if quietly they were kind of not hoping, but wondering... How do we get him out? How does he get to number one? How do we do this the right way? Like, how do we get it to the point where we think this is the best quarterback on our roster, but he is the seventh round pick yeah. to, to the politic point? This is the, the three first round pick trade that we got. He's got to play. We got to give him a yeah, chance. No doubt about it. But it never really sounded like they really believed that he was going to change their minds and that Brock Purdy was going to be the guy that changed their minds. No doubt, Evan. And uh, you tell me if this sounds like uh, Trey Lance shade because it's not. But it's like, damn, I almost want to give Kyle credit, and I will, Evan, just for knowing and and watching. Like, Brock Purdy's our best quarterback. Like, again, you couldn't just say, hey, huddle up, everybody. Brock's starting this week. It was just something he saw from his expertise and now you look at what the Niners' office is, obviously with the addition of McCaffrey, but that's just interesting to hear Kyle go to his boss. And it was almost, you tell me if I'm off here, Evan, boss, I got something to tell you, you might not like it, but our third-string quarterback is the best one we have. <laughs> and I spent three firsts, I talked you yeah. into it, but he's better. Like, I got to give Kyle keeping it real. Got to give him credit for that. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Jed York also told another story later about Kyle Shanahan and his involvement in the Christian McCaffrey deal. Because right now there are two game changers that are on the team compared to their predecessors, right? And we talked about the biggest difference between 2019 and this year. Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey on offense. Well, they got one through the draft. Felt like he was the best guy for the moment he stepped in the building. Christian McCaffrey, however, they had to go out and trade. At the time, it sounds like maybe something that Kyle wasn't necessarily on board with. Here's what Jed York revealed yesterday. He thought it was a lot to give up for a running back, and I I think John and I thought it was just the right amount to give up for Christian. And I I remember that very vividly, where it's like, look, it's not a pass rusher, it's not a quarterback, but it's a good player, but like, do we want to give up that much? And like, collectively, it was, do you want him to go to LA? Like, do you want, like, this is where we are, right? And, And I mean, as somebody that plays poker a little bit, like, you don't go all in on like, you know, six jack offsuit, right? When you have a pair of jacks or ace king, like you might not win the hand, but like that's the time that you want to push your chips into the middle. And I feel like that's where we were with Christian and we did give up a lot, but I think we have one of the best, if not the best player in the National Football League on our team. And, you know, for Kyle, because he cares so much about the overall organization and you you look at us when we draft when we do things in free agency it's generally on the defensive side of the ball like we we generally do not draft offensive players super high we're not doing a ton of stuff in free agency for offensive players it it is more that he's focused on the defense because he knows he's going to spend more time on the offense and i think it was just making sure that he felt comfortable knowing that it might not work but it's it's a bet that we're all willing to make so they had to sway him. Life is I just pictured like, give me that movie. What did it look like? And did it did you have to call Kyle at dinner or in the morning? But Evan, I'm just telling you this. I'm giving I'm giving your credit yesterday. All of us are for kind of backing off and not talking. But if I'm Kyle, Evan, could you kind of left that one out nine <laughs> days before the Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Just like that's your truth, but you kind of went too inside baseball. Now I'm picturing what was that dynamic like? Was was Kyle like, I'm cool, man. Y'all doing too much. Not for a running back. And now this dude's the savior. But just from a Kyle, if I'm in his shoes today, probably some Jordans, I'm kind of like, damn, boss, <laughs> did you have to tell the media that? 
I think he has some threes on at the podium okay, in the NFC Championship go. game. But this is funny because we talked about it on the crossover yesterday. I might dig into it again. This idea of what you want from an owner. Well, you want him to be honest, but stick in the background. But you don't want him to be too honest. No doubt. I don't know. Does that shine Kyle, Kyle Shanahan in a strange light? Am I wrong? I'm stepping on you. Was Kyle, am I wrong for any Niner fan just to think, oh, Kyle wasn't gung-ho about bringing in McCaffrey? If it was up to Kyle, Christian McCaffrey wouldn't be on the team? I don't think you're too far-fetched. But I also think it dispels something else about Shanahan, which is he has the final word. Right, like he brings the hammer down in every you know judicial meeting that happens when it comes to personnel, because clearly he had to be swayed. He wasn't the first one that said, "Let's go get this guy." It was John Lynch, and it sounds like Jed York that had to convince him. But he's open to it if there is evidence, if there is you know a a pushing to, and and maybe it was also it sounds like something that had to do with that not wanting the Rams, who were the other team, no doubt about it, to go get him in your division. No doubt, because basically what they were telling him, I'm I'm paraphrasing, they're like, dude, you might not be if this if the Rams get him in McVay, we got to deal with them. Yeah, and oh boy, imagine him being with the Rams. And they ended up basically having to give up only a second round pick well, for him because he got all those thirds recouped. And now look through the draft. But and yeah, now look, and now look at you. I, if I'm Kyle, I just tell my <laughs> wife or my best friend or my dad, like, I love my boss, but damn, you didn't have to say that. I, yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah. If Kyle, I don't think. I actually don't think Kyle Shanahan minded him okay. saying that because well, he also gave him the love for identifying his quarterback in the first place. Well, let me do this. Not trying to cause drama, but what if you're? What if that had been secret? All up until yesterday. What if you're McCaffrey driving to the facility? Like my head coach hey, didn't want have, me. You're right. Hey, boss, let's have a beer. Give me a shot. You really didn't think I was. A, I'm just saying. Well, if you're Christian McCaffrey, I think you knew he wanted you when he gave you the ball 30 right. times, and like the first go. game I, that you're on the field. I, what was it against? I don't know if his first start was against the Rams, but that was one of the first games McCaffrey played and like really started in. And remember, he had he had the Ladanian Tomlinson, right? He yeah. had the passing touchdown, a rushing in touchdown, LA. and a receiving yeah. touchdown against the team that might have gone and traded for him in the no Rams. Doubt about it, man. I, I just thought that was funny. The timing of York, ever we were like, he's just been in the back chilling. And now he's Chatty Cathy. Yeah, he was breaking news yesterday. <laughs> and then he said the word, the V word. Vividly, he remembers, like, Kyle might have been, that might not have been just all, hey, think about it and give us a call tomorrow. I could see, you know, like, damn. Damn, Evan, what you doing? <laughs> For running, you know, you had to convince me. You had to sway me. But it all worked out. But Kyle Shanahan also, and this is something that, look, I, I know it's easy to say now, 2020 hindsight, but it, it did take gumption. I think, to identify Brock Purdy as the guy, even though he got on the field due to injury in the offseason, after you got to an NFC championship, you know, you're still a seventh-round pick. It does take gumption as a GM, if you're John Lynch, as a head coach, as Kyle Shanahan, to say, no, this is the dude. No doubt. And it sounds like it's because they always kind of had that in the back of their minds, but then once he got on a field and got a chance to prove it, everything they saw in practice or behind the scenes was exactly what they saw on the field. And I got to give Steiny the win. We love you, Steiner. I got to give him the dub for this one, Evan. He was like, goo, they see it and don't you see? They see it in practice. I'm like, nah, it's the games. But Evan, you're right. Seeing those guys front and center every day, Kyle had the thought, and I appreciate him keeping it a buck with himself and his boss, Evan, to be like, yeah, I went and did all that for Trayvon. I'm watching. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Lubman's better. And 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 that you got to give him not an award, but just some credit for being real, man, regardless of, of the politics and the money aspect of it. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, Jed York is revealing all the, the kind of difference-making decisions funny, yeah. that the 49ers have made in the last couple of years, really in the last 365 days, it sounds like, um, that have resulted in the place they are now, which is a chance to capture their sixth Lombardi trophy. So, uh, speaking of difference-makers, our difference-maker of the week on the hardwood, because the Warriors do play tonight. Yes, they play yes. at 5 o'clock in Memphis, hoping not for another repeat of MLK Day against Grind City, but they play the Memphis Grizzlies at 5 o'clock, tip-off at 5, 4 o'clock, Warriors Live here, always on 95.7 The Game. And it's time for our Difference Maker of the Week, who is none other than Draymond Green. Beverly with the ball, guarded by Wiggins, screen set by Embiid. Beverly takes advantage, drives in, but Draymond closes the gap, blocks the shot, Curry gets it to Kamega. He goes in and goes over the head with a dunk. Make it 100-91. to 91. 
Tim Roy on the call here on 95.7 The Game. Draymond Green, the difference maker of the week, brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. Yeah, also, Singu, unfortunate and sad news from the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, Carl Weathers has passed away oh, at the no. age of, of 76. His family oh, put out a statement. Oh, man. Rest yeah. in peace, man. R.I.P. Apollo yeah, Creed. No doubt. R.I.P. Man. <laughs> man. It's from, short, Evan. I ain't got to tell you. Happy Gilmore, Action yeah. Jackson. I mean, the dude was in, like, I think I read over 75 films throughout his life, and oh, he was amazing. Man. So, uh, R.I.P. to him. Yeah, no doubt. Fantastic film, action star, movie star, and he passes away at the age of 76. Uh, but unfortunately, we do have to move on, and we will do so coming up next with Danon Hughes on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He is the Kansas City Chiefs, both TV and radio pre and post uh, analyst, and he's going to give us some insight onto the other side of this thing as the San Francisco 49ers look at the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next Sunday, Super Bowl 58, of course, in Las Vegas. A chance here on the anniversary of four years ago in which the Chiefs were victorious against the 49ers to reflect back to take a look at what's different between these two teams. We'll talk to Danon Hughes about that coming up on the other side. Also a reminder, you can catch all four hours of Steining Guru on the free Odyssey app. Go check out the fantastic interview this morning with Brian Young on the morning roast using the Rewind app. And, of course, you can watch us on uh, YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Dan and Hughes on the other side with Evan and Goo. Evan and Persani on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.